Hello, welcome to the Baseball Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here, as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? Adam. I would ask how you are, but I probably know the answer. So um, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, instead of me eulogizing for you, I'm going to play everyone a little song. This is from John Mingione on TikTok. Saw this today and was going to send it to you. But then I just said, you know what? I'll just play it for the uh, for the audience. Go check it out. John Mingione on the, on the TikTok. Let's see if this comes through. All right, here we go. Laughing stock of New York City, then we thought you'd save the Jets, but instead you just played shitty. Yes, you did. Leonard Floyd sacked you three minutes in for Zach Wilson. Hey, Aaron Rodgers making $80 million just to sit right on the bench, getting high off ayahuasca. What a guy. We know that you won't tell us lies. You're in. Oh, shit. My battery. Fuck your Achilles. Are you fucking kidding me? Wow, that's just vindictive. Now fucking fantasy. Should we call Tesla Birdie? Because you need a fucking quarterback. <laughs> the the high on ayahuasca part. The first time I heard it, sent me. Oof. Man, sent when, me. When they talked about Vinny Testaverde in 99, I was like, God fucking damn it. Yeah, that yeah. was um the Tom Tupa game, as they as it is known. I think the Jets won that game too. So who who would have thought? Yeah, and this is the uh this is the Leonard Floyd game, ain't it? Leonard Floyd well, or listen. Dwayne Brown, depending on who you want to ask. Because yeah, the third, the third member of this trio would say it's Dwayne Brown, who never should be on an NFL field ever again. Yeah, that was that was rough. Um, I'll give you a hint as to who that person is. Yeah, well. Uh, Most rational Jets fan of the bunch. Yeah, that was, uh, that was sad. I was like, great, we're just back in 2022 with – the, the Jets Way podcast Twitter account being the most pessimistic Jets fan in the history of, of mankind. <laughs> Jay can't tell me that's not him. It's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Of course it's him. It's, it's Jake's style. Doom and gloom. Say everything sucks. The world sucks. I hate my life. The world is terrible. And oh, the Jets win. Whoop-de-doo. Great. The world still sucks, even though he won. Yeah, I I don't know. It, it's rough. But we're not talking about that. We are talking about the Jets later in the show. But we, we are. do have... We are in a matchup that went from like an interest rating of 15 out of 10 to now it is like a 2.5 out of 10 for me. Hey, you know what? The Jets still have a streak of beating... They've beaten the Cowboys... Like three straight yeah, but, times. But, 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 so. guess, but guess what, Adam? It's a lose. It, it's a lose lose for me. Because if the Cowboys win, it's oh, you beat the New York Jets for the first time. Congratulations! But you did it without Aaron Rodgers. But 
if we lose, it's the Jets still own the Cowboys and we beat you without Aaron Rodgers. So what do they well, lose, like lose, the... no matter what way you want to look at? Yeah, well, it's it's like the Sam Darnold mono game. Uh, Which was the last, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and, and also it's kind, it's kind of like the Fitzpatrick versus Kellen Moore game. Yeah, a little bit, but the other, but from the other way, because the Jets yeah, were was, actually, yeah, yeah, it was pre- it was almost pretty funny that the Cowboys always beat the Jets with Kellen Moore. That was really funny. Yeah, in what was the lost season for the Cowboys, and the Jets actually had playoff aspirations, if mm-hmm. not for that one day in Buffalo. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But Adam, I, I, I do want to I do want to extend my uh, deepest condolences for the the season being almost effectively over and we won that um i said it on the waiver show i said it on the waiver show on tuesday that i don't give a shit how i feel how i feel with the new york jets in all seriousness um you want to see the best players on the football field and there's no doubt that aaron Rodgers is one of the best players in the national football league so seeing him not on the field is going to absolutely suck so uh this is not just a loss for jets fans this is a loss for football fans and anybody who does not feel that way can quite frankly go fuck themselves yeah, I uh, I agree. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the Jets are going to do. I mean, Robert Sala has to say that Zach Wilson's the guy because because what are they going to be like? Oh, it's going to be an open competition between him and Tim Boyle. No, of course he's not going to say that. No, 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 no. no. They're nope. going to bring somebody in. You, they have to bring somebody in. Yeah, by a trade or by a free agency, they're gonna, they're absolutely going to bring somebody in. My vote is for the return of Sam because that would be fun for the memes or Jameis, which well, would be I, I also mean, I, I don't think I don't think Kyle Shanahan's going to trade Sam. They traded Trey, so they, they keep Sam. Yeah, I, I I said I said immediately today that one of the names that that made some level of sense was, ironically enough, they're playing him this weekend, but Cooper Rush. Yeah, Cooper Rush also makes Cooper a Rush made a lot of sense. If 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 Dallas feels comfortable enough with Trey Lance as the number two behind Dak, you can get a mid round pick for for Cooper Rush. Solve the Jets problem. You get a mid round pick for a guy that you basically have spent nothing on, and there you go. It's a Trey Lance trade you basically do for free. Yeah, I mean, what about like Jacoby Brissett? If you want to stay in the yep. in the that was, another, that was another name that I that I thought about today. Uh, J- Jameis, you know, we 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 talked about him briefly before we uh, before we came on air, and then you got to look at the at the free agent guys too. You know, the names like Matt Ryan, who says you know he's not done. Uh, Joe Flacco, who says he's not <sighs> done. I, yeah, I, Joe, I, I doubt I, they go that route for what it's worth. Yeah, I don't I don't think the, they go the 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 super super veteran route but yet again they are interested in chat Hattie, so no to jess killer chat Hattie, but yep. that's besides the point yeah just, just one quick one quick question before we go before we go into the uh into into the games um how are we feeling right about now that the jets did not reside mike white uh not great bob I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like the answer's just been not great or somewhat indifferent. Well, I don't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but yeah. still, yes, absolutely. I don't. I don't know. 
Did okay, let me really ask, think let me, that, Go ahead, go ahead. Did the Jets really think... I guess they really thought that Zach Wilson would be good enough sitting behind Aaron Rodgers, yep. that he's worth, a worthwhile backup. But, but, I mean, with how last season ended, how can you not at least have... And they brought in Tim Boyle as their... Just because he's friends with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I don't know. And Nathaniel Hackett. And Nathaniel Hackett. Well, yeah. at least he knows the system. That helps. Yes. Um, yes. That and helps. that's in because, as I've learned, uh, Nathaniel Hackett's system is very complex. So. Yes, it is. Um, it's good to have somebody that already knows the system in the building. Um, okay, let, let me ask you this. One last question. Yes. The two-parter. Okay. A, a. As a result, do Joe Douglas and Rob Sala get fired at the end of the year if the Jets finish with a losing record, despite not having Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so. I've gone back and forth on this one. I don't think so either. If if there are a lot of close losses and there should or close wins and close losses and the team hasn't quit on the coaching staff that's fair too then you have to keep you have to keep robert sala yeah and mean, joe douglas go ahead it's not his, it's not joe douglas's fault that aaron Rodgers got no. injured on a on a freak play like i agree he put and, together and- a great team and what's the plan? You're gonna fire you're gonna fire the head coach, which means you're gonna fire his staff, which means you're gonna fire Nathaniel Hackett. And then unless the plan, unless the plan is good, you're gonna make Nathaniel Hackett the head coach. Oh god. And then you know, if Aaron Rodgers comes back next year to what? Like Well, this is the part two of the question. Do you accept then if you realize that you're not really going anywhere without Aaron Rodgers this year? Do you tank? And potentially get another wide receiver to give Aaron Rodgers next year in the form of Marvin Harrison or Emeka Abuka. Yeah, because really we already won, so one game. So or if Aaron Rodgers or or if Aaron Rodgers doesn't decide decides not to come back, you take one of the quarterbacks. Yeah, we might. As hilarious as it sounds, we might already be out of the running for Caleb Williams. Um, yeah, it might be. <laughs> uh, after winning one game. So, I mean, who else? Would it be uh, Deion Sanders' son? No, it would be, Dra- it would be, it's either Caleb or Drake May. Or Drake May, right. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, Travis Hunter, my you- God, that kid's special. I saw somebody on Reddit suggest trading for Kyler Murray, which would be hilarious. I don't see that as a bad idea. If Aaron Rodgers decides, you know what, I'm done, which on the record, I don't think he's going to. Well, I think that's not the way he wants his his Jets tenure to be remembered. Well, his career, his career, basically. I mean, he's 39. Right. Right. And who knows if he's going to be the same guy coming off of that Achilles injury also. Absolutely. Absolutely. So all, all the best to uh, to Mr. Rogers and uh, let's go Cowboys.
Yeah. Also, I mean, I don't know. Kyler Murray could be interesting. He would. It would be like probably his best supporting cast that he's ever had. Kyler with Garrett Wilson. Oof. Wow. Kyler nice. with Garrett with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. And Kyler is like relatively young, but yeah. the thing is, is the money. That's what would be yeah. something that they'd have to work out. Hey Adam, but you know what? You know what yes. though? Despite everything that happened to you and your football team, at least you scored some points this weekend. <laughs> I did. We did. Uh, we did. They thought we won they a game. They were going to win the division. They they really really thought that they were going to win the division. They were asked, but we could we could contend for the NFC East. We could be as good as the Eagles and the Cowboys. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'd rather be the I'd rather be the Giants at this point. Sure, a little bit. Sure. At least they have their franchise quarterback. And, and, and listen, this is the last point that I want to make because we have to get we have to get into these games. We make games, but I want to say, I think we learned a lot more about the Cowboys in that game than we did about the Giants. I don't think the Giants are that bad. All joking aside, I don't think the Giants are that bad. I do think the Cowboys are that damn good. Yeah. Yeah. There's three teams so. that there's three teams in the NFC that are just dominant. They are classes above the rest. The 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. That's it. That's it. That's the top of the NFC. And then after that, you have a whole conglomerate of teams that guess what? The Giants are a part of. So it's not like they're a bad team. They just went up against one of the best teams in the NFC with probably, if not maybe, the best defense in the entire league. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a well, kind of like what I said about Cincinnati and Cleveland. It's kind of like a burn the tape kind of game for the Giants, almost. In a way, in a way, yes. In a way, yes. They need to work on ball security, though. Yes, yes, they do. Uh, I don't. When you said score, at least you scored some points. I thought you were talking about the guillotine because um, I was like panicking. As the games were starting, like, oh my oh. god! Oh, I wasn't even gonna. I wasn't even gonna bring up the guillotine. I wasn't even gonna bring it up. Yeah. Well, we survived. So Mazel Tov. We did. Yeah, I turned out. It turned out that I was. I well, Stefan Diggs helped. Um. Yeah, a touchdown definitely helped. Well, Stefan Diggs had. Let me see. He had like twenty something points. He had twenty six points. That's a good night. Um, yeah. So 26.2 and full point. What a good it was a good night for him. 10 catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, it's a good night. That. That's a very, very good night. All right. So speaking of the guillotine, two players I have I have a couple players in the guillotine and in the other fantasy league going in this Thursday's game which is between the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. So let's start with the road team. And 
And so no major injuries as far as fantasy relevant players to report for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins had some turnover issues against Tampa Bay. Um, Still, all in all, kind of an okay day uh, regardless. But what do you think, going up against this Eagles defense, in prime time, also, this is key, in prime time, Kirk Cousins. I mean, I think Kirk Cousins could be a very quality start. I mean, even though it is prime time Kirk Cousins, and we all know the key, the caveats that that definitely come come with that. I think you look at Justin Jefferson, you're not sitting him. Jordan Addison is definitely in contention to start. You're not going to be sitting TJ Hawkinson. So if you're not going to be sitting all those guys, why are you, would you be considering sitting Kirk Cousins? I mean, I know the turnovers against the Bucks, yeah, definitely definitely a problem. But at the end of the day as well, you got to look at the defense for the Minnesota Vikings. That defense got absolutely torn to shreds against Tampa. And now they're going up and they're playing the Eagles in the link. So if the Eagles are up by three touchdowns, what are the Vikings going to do? They're going to throw, throw, throw all across the damn yard. And that's going to be great for Kirk Cousins. It's be great for Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, the rest of the rest of the lot, except one. Yes, there's a name that's conspicuous by its absence. Yeah. Alexander Madison. I would sit him this week. Uh, I would definitely sit him. He got lucky last week with a fluky receiving touchdown. I would be sitting Alexander Madison this week. He's my RB26 on the week. Uh, behind the likes of both Jets running backs, behind Jamal Williams, behind James Conner. Alexander Madison, I am sitting this week. He had issues against what is a really good Tampa defensive front, and now he's going to be going up against a defensive front for the for the Eagles, which is just as good, if not better. Like, no, no, I, I'm 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 good. But this is not me saying that I'm panicking about Alexander Madison. It does get a lot better for him after the Eagles game against the Chargers at home than at Carolina, at uh, at home versus Kansas City, at Chicago. So after this, the next four matchups are great for him. And then it does get a little bit uh, shaky again. Chicago's great, but San Francisco's bad. Then at Green Bay, at Atlanta, two great matchups right there. So you're talking... In the next, after this week, weeks three to week nine, you're talking one bad matchup that's against San Francisco. The rest are very, very good matchups for him. So I would sit him this week. If you have someone else on your bench, you could start, start that guy and then fire back up Alexander Madison next week. Could be a great buy low as we head into week three. Yeah, definitely. Um, You already kind of talked about the Vikings receiving and TJ Hawkinson. So uh, yeah, I'll just I'll just recap briefly. You're starting that guy, Justin Jefferson. Jordan Addison, I think you do start. I I, th- I think you do start him. I believe I have him as like my wide receiver. I want to say like 34. My wide receiver 36. So a low end wide receiver three. Kind of the same range that he that he was in last week. 
You, I want to see uh, him get a bit more, but let's just keep building up to that. Again, tough, tough matchup. I think Darius Slay is going to be busy dealing with Justin Jefferson. I think we see a lot of Jordan Addison potentially in one-on-one coverages, and that could open things up for him uh, to, to make an impact in this game. So, yeah, I would be starting uh, Jordan Addison. would not be starting KJ Osborne, and I would be starting TJ Hawkinson. All right. Um, moving on to the Eagles side of things. Uh, the only injury, fantasy relevant injury of note, um, besides, you know, the defensive uh, guys is Kenny Gamewell, who uh, didn't practice in Tuesday's uh, practice estimate because on Thursday they do a lot of est- – or for Thursday night games they do estimates. Um, so Kenny Gamewell with that rib injury um, – have you heard anything about that besides what's on the injury report or no? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything um, as of yet, but just keep the likes of DeAndre Swift and Boston Scott in in your thoughts. And of course, Rashad Penny, who I don't think it'd be a surprise to anybody to see Rashad Penny magically activated. And who's the starter for the Philadelphia Eagles for this game? If there's no Kenny Gainwell, Rashad Penny. I don't think anybody would be surprised. Uh, the starter for the Philadelphia Eagles in this game would be Fuck Divino. I don't know if you've heard of him. I would not start any of these running backs if Kenny Gamewell does not play. If Kenny Gamewell plays, would you start him? I would. As a flex. Yeah. As a flex, I would. All right. Um, let's go back to talking about Jalen Hurts, and you're starting Jalen Hurts. That seems pretty obvious. Possibly. And Possibly. Okay. Possibly. I a little bit of doubt in there. Um yeah. obviously yeah. my my QB my QB two of the week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you got Josh Allen, then I guess maybe you start him. But I guess then yeah, after if you don't know if you don't have Josh Allen, then I guess you could just start Jalen Hurts. Whatever. Man, what a conundrum. <laughs> what a debate that would be. Oh yeah, you know, I wonder I would love to see the rest of that person's team. It's like yeah, I got Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. So you know who did have Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts? Was it you? Yeah. Well, in the in the guillotine. The guillotine that's because year. of weird stuff. That's because of weird stuff. And that was that was an unbelievable trek of trying to navigate that one. Holy shit. Yes, but in non-special guillotine related circumstances, I would love to see a pairing of Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and be like, why the fuck did you spend probably back-to-back picks on quarterbacks, you idiot? Yeah. Hypothetical idiot. Yeah. I can't <laughs> even say it's in Superflex because Superflex, that'd be next to impossible unless you're playing in like a two-man league. Yeah. Well, unless you're like in a keeper Superflex and you traded for back-to-back picks. Then sure. Then, then Yes. Yes. But anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, so yes, you're starting Jalen Hurts. You're starting the two receivers. Yep. Against this yep. terrible defense. Yes, and yes, yes. Fire him up. You're starting AJ, AJ Brown, my wide receiver six. Devonta Smith, my wide receiver eight. Start him. And you're starting Dallas Goddard, even though he didn't do anything for you last week. Yes, yes. I, I, I definitely expect a bounce back from, from Dallas Goddard this week. Top five play. All right. Uh, do you like I would defense? start. I would consider the Eagles' defense uh, definitely. I think just at the end of the day, talent 
will see itself out. They're my number three defense this week. So sack, sack potential, turnover potential there with the Eagles. Start them. It is funny that we basically just said the same thing. We we got uh, same brain. Pretty much. All righty. Next up is the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons. In Atlanta, rematch of the 2011 NFC Championship game or NFC Divisional round yep. game and the 2016 NFC Championship game. Um, different quarterbacks, different a lot of different players. But anyway, uh, let's go into injuries. Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are the two guys for this one. Yeah, both dealing with hamstrings. Um, Aaron Jones pulled up in the second half of the game last week versus the Bears. Christian Watson, of course, did not play. Um, have not heard about either or in their uh, potential status. Keep an eye out on them uh, on the injury reports this week. I would I would imagine that it would probably be a long shot that both of them play, but uh, we'll see. Christian Watson's had a week to heal up. Aaron Jones has had a grand total of three days. Yeah, it was weird. I think it was like on his touchdown, not like a on his receiving touchdown. I mm-hmm. think is where he pulled up. Yep, and started grabbing his back leg. Yep, as he ran into the end zone, they ran down. Then he ran down the tunnel. Ah, a la Forrest Gump, pretty much. Yes, <laughs> love that movie. Um, solid film. <laughs> solid, solid film. Solid. Also, yes, very, very solid film. All right. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love, does he do it again? He's worth considering. I don't know if I'm if I'm doing it in 10 team leagues, but it potentially 12. Yeah, I think about it. If you have like a debate between, I don't know, Dak... Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, maybe, and Jordan Love's just sitting there. I'd think about it. I would absolutely think about it. It's an interesting uh, spot because the Atlanta Falcons defense is also kind of mad. I'm pretty sure I talked about this, too. One of my bold predictions for the season was that Jordan Love would be a uh, plug-and-play, locked-and-loaded, set-and-forget start. At, at some point within the first month. So we're off it's, to a fly. It's because the Packers just do this, you know? Yep. They play quarterback hot potato and they're like, or like, um, I don't know, whatever. There's like a, a game in Mario Party where it's like hot potato, but you pass around a bomb mm-hmm. and you have to, and it's like, uh, you lose if the bomb explodes while it's in your hands. So that's what the Packers do. They just pass the bomb right the second before it explodes. I, I I feel like I feel like that this is one of your classic. You know, I I, I don't I don't really see this one. No, this this is not this is not one of my classic. I don't see this one. I do see this one. No, I think I, when when I said it initially, it's my whole prediction. I think you said oh. I don't see this one. No, yeah, well, because I, I was like, Jordan Love, Jordan Love, who like looked okay, in hit in limited work. I tell you, I he looks good very, now. I, I'm just thinking about 10, 10, 10 million years ahead. 
All right, whatever. In the year 4056, the world is going to erupt and it's going to spontaneously combust. I'm a time traveler. Tell me, Bird, will I ever get to see a super a championship of any of the teams that I root for before I die? Going into the crystal ball. No. Oh. Well, for two of those teams, that sucks for you too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm channeling. I'm channeling again. Yeah. Yeah, you will. You'll see two of them. Oh. That's wait, good. Wait. Wait. The ethos is channeling. You'll see one in 2023. Oh, man. So you're telling me that Zach Wilson will lead that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 2024? Up the Knicks. And it, Up the Knicks. Let's up the go. Rangers. Great, great people. Great organizations. Mm-hmm. They were both at they were both at MetLife Stadium. Rooting for the wrong teams. Well, well the Rangers were, were at MetLife Stadium for both games, is what I meant to say. First time they were rooting for the wrong team. Well, were they there for both games? I didn't even whatever. I think they were. I believe so. You would know better than I. Yeah, I don't know. That's besides the point. We still have so much to talk about. Um, so we talked about Aaron Jones. Yeah. A.J. Dillon, obviously, is your guy. If Aaron Jones does not go, A.J. Dillon is a smash play. He'd be a top 15, 20 running back. Yep, I think so. I mean, let me just let me just check the the ranks and see what we're kind of looking at. He would be he would be probably probably around wide receiver sixteen or seven. Uh, wide receiver running back sixteen or seventeen. That sounds about right. I like that. Around that range. Yeah. Well, if he's going to be by himself, then yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I mean, Romeo Dobbs did really well uh, last week with no Christian Watson. Yeah. And if he's by himself again, I have no reason to anticipate that anybody should be sitting him right now. Right now, Romeo Dobbs in my ranks is a high-end wide receiver four. If it is confirmed that Christian Watson is not playing, he will definitely be a low-end wide receiver three. Yep, just keep monitoring those injury reports. Yes. Um, And obviously, if you are a manager that has either Christian Watson or Aaron Jones on your team, you will, of course, be monitoring the injury reports. So that kind of goes without saying. Exactly. Exactly right. So moving on to the Atlanta Falcons. (sighs) Obviously, you're not starting Desmond Ritter, unless you're in Superflex, and even then, maybe not. Um, I mean, because some people may not have a choice anymore with uh, because of one Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean that's true. Some may not have a choice. Um, I would not be starting them. Well, you're not gonna. You wouldn't like it if you have to. Uh yes, yes, that is 100 percent correct. And 
but you will obviously like starting Bijan Robinson because he's Bijan Robinson. Yeah, um, yeah. And in deeper leagues, I I still think that Tyler Algier could be a uh, good play, but I don't think you're going to expect the same performance that he had last week. That seems a bit unreasonable, but still, I mean, he's worth a shot. If you're in a guillotine at this point in, in your guillotine, <laughs> you might just have to roll the dice with Tyler Algier. You might have to. You might have to. But I still think he's fine. I still think he's fine. He's probably he's like a he's a low end uh wide uh running back three for me. Speaking of wide receivers, Drake London. Drake London had a big fat nothing. Yeah, he had a very illegitimate big fat nothing. And he helped out exactly nobody in in the in the process of putting up that big fat nothing. Um it's so tough. It really is. It's so, so tough what to do with Drake London. Just the fact that Arthur Smith does not know how to manage. Drake London, Kyle Pitts is so infuriating. This is kind of, Arthur Smith came from the Mike Frable school of I hate fantasy football. Indeed, he did. Indeed, he did. And it's 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 ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous that he just he 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 can't figure this out. Um. I mean, I wouldn't start him, quite honestly. I wouldn't, but if you have to, I understand. I mean, you're Desmond Ritter, and your 15 passes went to mostly running backs. So, and Kyle Pitts. Right. So, and one of them was to yourself, lest we forget. That's also for, true. For, <laughs> so, 14, not counting wacky shit, 14 completions to players not named Desmond Ritter. Nine of them were to running backs. I don't think this, I don't know if Arthur Smith is the problem here necessarily no it could also be the fact that we have a quarterback that we're that we're dealing with that is just not that good which yeah. which is unfortunate which is unfortunately uh shitty for anybody that has Drake London and Kyle Pitts and we and this was this was a fear that I told you we had that we had coming. I told, in. I literally, I I told you in the you off did. season. That, that's why I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not dealing with this Drake London stuff. He he's great. He's a good receiver, but the quarterback play sucks, and yeah. it's not going to be consistent. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent right. I mean, sure, it's one game, but. The numbers 
it, it they're they're the numbers. That's it. Yeah. Desmond Ritter is still a developing quarterback. And I mean, legitimately, besides himself, like I said, only four other guys caught passes in week one. So yes. you know, it's not like he was spreading the ball around and Drake London got nothing. This is yeah, it's just not great. No, it's I not. I wouldn't be I don't know. Unless you but here's the thing. They're in line, the rub is that you drafted Drake London kind of high. So you kind of have to play him at this point cuz who else do you have? Right. That's exactly right. You just got to hope that it that it turns around cuz you know, you don't want to be an idiot in the other direction and you know, sitting Drake London, and now he has a good game against Green Bay. Right. And you'll feel stupid. Right. But temper your expectations, because I don't know if that's really going to happen. Well, we're going to wait and see. Yeah. Um. So everything I just said about Drake London, just find and replace with Kyle Pitts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh but, <laughs> Literally. but the thing is the thing is uh, t- a tight end is just so it's just so incredibly weak that some people may not have a choice. Well, yeah. So you just have to play him and see and hope that it works out. Unfortunately, yes. Which God bless. <laughs> yeah. That's just uh hmm. uh do you like the Packers defense in this game? Uh they they have appeal. They definitely have appeal. Um would I be going out of my way to start them? No. But if they are like one of the last options that you potentially have on your on your waiver wire, then sure, by defense 13. So they're a low end starting option. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, Next is a game that will surely be a blowout because it's Seahawks-Lions at Ford Field. Or not a blowout, just a a shootout. A shootout. A high-scoring affair. I was going to say. I was going to say, Adam. I don't think it's – which way are you talking about a blowout? The over-under being set at 47 is criminal. That it should be double that. There's going to be a lot of points potentially scored <laughs> in this game. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. I think this is like, this is one of the games of the weekend where we're just kind of saying, you know what? If you have, if you have all your horses that are in this game, you, you got to definitely give serious consideration to going ahead and starting them. Speaking of things that are criminal, why is this game always at one o'clock? Because it's not it's not a good enough game that people want to that you're you're gonna put it four twenty five. It's not good enough to put on Sunday night, but also not shitty enough to put on Thursday. <laughs> it's not mediocre enough to put on Monday, right? Even though this be this would be a great Monday night game. Yeah. I think so. It's a different matchup instead of the box standard 
Steelers Browns that we always seem to get on either Thursday or Monday night. Yeah. Well, every sport has its has its matchups that they just use all the time. Like Yankees Red Sox or Cubs Cardinals. Right. Or right. they just love to show it nauseum. Celtics Lakers. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Um yeah, so the Seahawks down week against uh, the Rams at home going into the the track meet that is Ford Field. Um Geno Smith has got a you'd think he'd be turning he'd turn it around um in this yeah. game. Yes. I I it wasn't like Geno turned the ball over three times or anything like that. It, it that, that second half was just brutal from the from the Seahawks perspective. They'll be better. Uh Geno is a fine, fine starting option. My QB twelve this week. So fire him up. Um, and then what about the running backs? Uh, I'm starting Kenneth Walker. Uh, I'm firing him up by RB11. Zach Charbonnet, DJ Dallas, both outside my top 40. Charbonnet it's inside my top 50. Uh, DJ Dallas uh, inside my top 70. One thing of note also for Seattle is that they signed somebody. Not fantasy relevant, but maybe a little fantasy relevant if you're into how offensive linemen fit in fantasy football as far as periphery stuff. Uh, Jason Peters is now a member of the Seattle Seahawks. Swing tackle. Yep. So we will see how that works out. Should bring in more support in the run game, which is, which is good for Kenneth Walker. Yes. Considering that their uh, star tackle that they drafted in the first round, Charles caught, Charles Cross is questionable for this game, so that's why they signed Jason Peters. Yep, that that's also true. Um, and then the receivers: DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, JSN. I'm starting Metcalf. I'm starting Lockett. I'm sitting in Jake, but I want to see it. And then, who do they have at tight end? Will Disley? No, a fan. No. Yeah, I was thinking no. like. Yeah, no. Okay. No, no, no. All right. All right. Moving on to Detroit. I think Jared Goff's a good start here. Yep. Um, yep. I He's think the one, one spot below Geno Smith. They're back-to-back in my ranks. I think the running backs are a good start here. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and, and again, for anybody who's, uh, who's worried about Jameer Gibbs, they are only going to keep building him up. So... Nine touches last week. I would expect close to 15 this week. And I think he's going to make the most of them. If there's any game that would be great for a breakout, it would be this one. Jameer Gibbs. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on this one. Maybe maybe you would know, Adam, because you're just a bevy of knowledge. But I'm pretty sure that a good friend of ours, some would say my son, had his breakout game in this exact fixture. Ooh. Do you know who I'm talking that about? That might. I do. I I can't go more I can't go far enough back to remember carry on Johnson games, but I do think that Amon Ross St. Brown did in fact have his breakout against the Seattle Seahawks at Ford Field. I was thinking carry on. It wasn't carry on. 
it was a week before where he had the big monster breakout game. 19 carries for 158 yards against Miami. Was it the first Lions 100-yard rusher since Reggie Bush? Uh, no, that was the second 100-yard game of the season, and he had 16 for a buck one against the Patriots. Oh, so that was the one. Yeah, but the monster game was against Miami. Okay. Great guy. My memory is – my football memory is uh, – it's good-ish, but not, not that – not that good. I thought so. I'm pretty good at immaculate grids, but remembering specific games, not so much. Sometimes I have those moments. Sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. I don't know. Every time I think about this, I keep thinking about the uh, Eagles-Lions slugfest of last year. And I'm just expecting the same thing from this one, even though it's a different bird team going up against the Lions. It could, it could definitely, it could definitely be that. It definitely could be. But Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, you start comfortably. Start comfortably. Continue to ride him. Patience. And if anybody's thinking about selling Jameer Gibbs, you better be the first ones on it. Yep, absolutely. Um, is Amandra St. Brown basically the one pass catcher you're starting? Mm-hmm. Uh, San Laporta too. San Laporta too. I would, I would, I would be starting. In terms of uh, snap counts, snap percentages, he was third on the team last week, trailing only Jared Goff, of course, and Amonra St. Brown in terms of total snaps played for the Detroit Lions. So, yes, Sam Laporta, a fine, fine start. All right, cool. Um, And as we've probably alluded to, you could probably make this connection for yourself, but the defenses probably aren't a good spot or aren't a good play aren't good plays here. Uh no. No, 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 no. Nope. Sit both. Sit both and find find your defenses elsewhere. Yep. Next up we're going to Tampa, Chicago, at Tampa Bay. Uh the Bears. I think you're, I don't know. Are you starting Justin Fields at this point still? Yes. Yes, you are. That's not even a question. Yes. Okay. Yes. Big, ba- big bounce back coming for, for Justin Fields. All right. And then Kula Herbert. It's a tough one. It's a really tough one because I love the usage of Roshan Johnson last week. I absolutely loved it. My gut, my gut tells me he's a flex play, but I wouldn't want to. I would not want to. We just saw we just saw what this Tampa defensive line did to Alexander Madison. Yeah. I I would advi- I would advise against it. Yeah, and they're gonna be at home. So it's right. gonna be home opener. Home opener yeah. too. <clears throat> <clears throat> um, and then what about the receivers? Um, Godwin and Evans. Godwin and Evans. I, th- I think I think you could start both of them. Just different on the levels, Bears, by levels the way. of start. Oh, the Bears. I'm sorry. I'm an I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm thinking like five steps ahead. Uh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. You start. 
Okay, we can go in reverse. We can do a, a snake, a snake draft. <laughs> Actually, well, we have to talk about Cole Komet, and then we can do a snake draft all the way around. Yeah, we do have to talk about Cole Komet. Uh, low end, low end starting option. I wouldn't. I'd rather right. I'd rather Sam Laporta if that helps anybody. But would you rather Kate Otten? Uh, no. Okay. Nope. Nope. That's fair. I just wanted to do it for the segue. Good segue. As I like, as I like to do all the time. Great segue. Bad question. No. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta do it for the transition. You gotta sacrifice. Something. Listen, sometimes um, sometimes you just got to be a hoe for a nice transition. <laughs> anyway, so you already made your feelings about the receivers. Um, and uh, let's go into the running back situation. Oh, Rashad White. Hopefully he has a bounce back game in this one. I feel it. I feel it. Look at what the Chicago Bears defense allowed Aaron Jones to do last week. Yeah. Same style of running back, obviously much lesser compared to Aaron Jones, but I, I think we see a uh, a pretty sizable Rashad White game here. And he needs it. He 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 definitely he definitely needs it. Yep, absolutely. He's, he's got he Sean very... Tucker. He's got Sean Tucker breathing down his neck a little bit. I know. I was like, oh God. Did I thought that Rashad White was about to get Wally pipped, like right before my very eyes. It's not. It's not Cam Akers' level of breathing down the neck yet, but it's like Hurricane Lee looming on the outskirts. Sean Tucker looked good though. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah, he definitely did. He showed a lot of burst. He looked explosive. But Rashad White still entrenches the guy for now. Yeah. Um, and then what like I said, it's, it's not it's not Cam Akers level yet. Right. That's like code blue. <laughs> code blue category six hurricane is coming. And I know it only goes up to category five, Adam, before you before you inject your conjecture. I wasn't gonna say anything because I also because I didn't realize I thought category six was a thing. So no, it only goes it only goes up to category five. Oh, it only goes up to five. Okay. Yes. Listen, I'm not a meteorologist. Of all the fake titles that you put on me, I'm not a meteorologist. I might be a meteorologist. I pay very close attention. Very close attention to weather patterns. And clouds. I love clouds. Who doesn't love clouds? A nice a nice cumulonimbus cloud. Really, really just tickles the pickle. Yes. Well, you know, it's always nice to just zone out and look at the clouds. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Fun, a, fun, a fun little story when we, when we were when we were out in uh, L.A. on on vacation. That was the night that uh, that Starlink had all of their satellites that were getting launched. So we turned off all the lights in the backyard where we where we were, and we just looked up to the sky and we were just looking at all the satellites, all the Elon, all the Elon lights. Oh, gotta hit that guy. I love that man. I love I that man. Hate him so much. He's, he's he's so funny. He's so he's, funny. He's funny. He's a dick, but he's also Oh, funny. he's such a dick, but I love him. 
He's such a dick, but I love him. Just doesn't give a fuck. And, it, and I, and I, I really appreciate that. I really do. I really do. It's, it's a, it's one of his more redeeming qualities. I'm just gonna lose hundreds of billions of dollars on this app, and then also ruin it. No, that's true. No, that's true. <laughs> that that I cannot disagree with. Yeah, have fun with that. Yeah. Anyway, Baker Mayfield. Uh super flex starting option. Otherwise, I had a feeling you were gonna say I had a feeling you were gonna say that. I wouldn't want to though. But would I over yeah. the likes of Mac Jones, Desmond Ritter, CJ Stroud, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. All right. Well, next game up. Uh we are in the four o'clock window. And it is the 49ers and the Rams. Nice. So, yeah. Brock Purdy. No injuries for the 49ers. So Start. We can go into everything. So, Brock he's, Purdy. He's kind of creeping in a must-start. Just just like kind of by default. Because I have a bit of a decision. He's got now. If, if he could get Brandon Ayuk to really explode here. And you still have the likes of McCaffrey. You still have Debo. You still have Kittle. Those are four guys that Brock Purdy yeah. has at his disposal. It's it's like he would have to be absolutely pitiful to not put up at least fifteen points for your fantasy teams. I I, I would start him. Yeah, no, I have a bit of a dilemma actually in the in the guillotine because I have Kirk Cousins and Brock Purdy. I would go Cousins personally. I would go Cousins. That's a yeah. little too that's a little too cute. In the first half of the Sunday of the one o'clock games, I was feeling very like, oh god damn it. Because Brock Purdy had like 12 points and Kirk Cousins had negative two. Yeah, but you but, were not you were never starting Brock Purdy over Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Ever. Ever. No, no. Not in week one. No, not no, in week no, one. No, no. Well, it all worked out. Um, but you skated yeah, by barely. Yes, barely. Barely. Hey, I skated by, I believe, by two points last year, and I, and we ended up uh, in the championship, you and I. So that's well, you true. Do. I oh, did not skate by. I got 83 points. <laughs> oh, I finished, oh, oh I yeah, because of dicks. Because of dicks. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. But I, yeah. Start, yeah. start party. Start party. Comfort- I, I, I don't know if I would say comfortably, but he's a start. 12 not team, over 12 cousins. Twelve team and deeper. Yeah, ten. They're better options. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey. Duh. Yep. Start that guy. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Oh man. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Start him. Debo Samuel. I mean, at this Start point. Him. Start you kind of have to, also. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like you're never going to have a week where both Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel kind of go off. But I do, I do feel like a Debo week is probably in the cards. As much as I like, really don't want to say it because I just want to see Brandon Ayuk put up a uh, hundred plus yards, eight catches every single week. But I feel like a Debo Debo game is 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 kind of coming. So, yeah, I'd, I'd start Debo as a as a mid wide receiver too. 
man, the more things change, the more they stay the same. We're, we're in like 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021 purgatory again with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Yep. Well, only Brandon Ayuk is good. Sorry, not yeah. sorry. And George Kittle, finally. You're starting with tight with tight end as it is. Yeah, you're starting. You are starting him. And Moving please start the, and the please home... start the Niners defense. Yeah, against this uh this Rams team, I, I think so. Yeah. Um Moving on to the Rams, Matt Stafford. Probably um, I would probably sit him just because of, you know, what happened with Kenny Pickett last week. I would probably sit him. But if you don't have any other option, then he's fine. Well, the difference he looked good, between... though. He, he, he did look good. The difference is that Kenny Pickett's a younger – this is Kenny Pickett's, you know, second year. Yes. And Matt Stafford is a veteran. And Matt Stafford has had a very good record against the 49ers, too. Yes. Although, counteracting that, the 49ers have an amazing record against the Rams. So True. True. Who knows? One of these streaks is bound to be broken. One of these streaks is bound to be broken. That's true, though. Because Matt Stafford did beat the Niners on the way to the Super Bowl in the yes, NFC Championship did. game. Yes, he did. And I'm pretty sure, no, he didn't. He didn't beat them in the play. He never mind. The not with Detroit. Like, the not with Detroit. No. No. Well, yeah, no. He, yeah, he played like Seattle and Dallas. Didn't and beat. Da- didn't beat the- Dallas. <laughs> yeah, because well, Calvin Johnson caught that ball. If Calvin jo- if Calvin Johnson caught it, Des didn't catch it. <laughs> but Calvin Johnson didn't catch that ball, and Des caught it. Anyway, the pass the so, pass interference is more egregious. On Anthony yeah, Edge. well, the playoffs are weird. Are weird. We all know. Let this. them play. Let the boys play. Well, here's the real question that people who are listening and waiting for us to get to this game, they want us to talk about this. And it's the running backs. Code blue. Category six that doesn't exist. Running back (laughs) situation. (laughs) Sit both. Sit both. I mean, you saw what happened to Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Yep. Yep. No, 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 no. Sit both. Not worth it. This is bad news. Sit both and pray you have some sort of resolution. But no. No Cam Akers, no Kyron Williams. Matchup and situation. Bad and bad. I think so. Uh, Receivers, though, might be a different situation. I know that you are a big fan of Puka Nakua. Oh, my God. I just wanted to be very clear to everyone that has Thursday waivers. Obviously, you know, by the time you hear this, it's going to be too late for those who are uh, Wednesday. But for those who are Thursday, I'd be shelling out as much as you possibly can to get Puka Nakua. 
I really would. I think this is a guy that we, we, we've seen the Rams in the past in the Sean McVay offense be able to hoist up two fantasy receivers at a time, namely Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks, and then later on Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Now here we are again where there is a, a another receiver that is blossoming and has gained the trust of Matthew Stafford and is going to get a ton of targets. Puka Nakua broke an NFL record for the most targets by a player in his first NFL game with 15. Wow. Broken NFL record. He had 15 targets. He had 15 targets. Broken NFL well, record. Actually, that's crazy. I'd be dropping, honestly, he's a 35-40% fab player. 35-40% of your fab, drop on him. No problem. No problem. That's like, if, if you got to go a little extra, you go a little extra. Whatever. God, what even is the math on that? Is that like one hundred? If, if you if you if you're in a, if, if you're in a two if you're in a two hundred dollar league, it's about about forty five. About forty five. Yeah. Yeah. I would no, be surprised, wait honestly. Wait a minute. Hold on. No, it's more than that because. Twenty-five percent of two hundred is, is fifty. So it's yeah. it's more than that. It's around sixty seventy. I was doing it for a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars, it's thirty-five forty. Well, right, that's easy. Right, that's easy. But well, for hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, two hundred dollar budget is around seventy. Yeah, I think that is well worth it. Yeah. I don't even know if he's available in I just wanted to check. Because if he's available in the guillotine, I'm interested to see how much he would go for. He's not available in the guillotine. He's not? Mm-mm. Oh. Is it oh, I know why. You should just check my lineup. And you'll magically find a magical Puka Nakua. I don't wanna. I'm good. I'll I'll pass on that. Magical Puka Nakua. Start him. Start him. Don't start any other Rams receiver. And Tyler Higby is okay. Pat Fryermuth scored against him last week. So maybe if there's a, a, a chance for Higby to get into the end zone, maybe this could be it. Yeah, I mean, it's garbage time that when he, is when he scored. But I guess it all counts the same. Garbage time, regular time, it all counts the same. Okay, one more game, one more NFC-hosted game before we go on to the Jets. And it is the other team from New York. And it's the Giants in Arizona against the, the lowly Cardinals. I'll make, this this very, is... I'll make this very quick. You ready? Yeah. You, you, you love these games. Because they're get-right games, and they're so easy. Uh, James Conner, you start. Hollywood, you start. Zach Ertz in like 12, 14 team leagues. Sure. For the Giants, you're starting Daniel Jones. You're starting Saquon Barkley. You're not starting a receiver. You're starting Darren Waller. Darren Waller is a smash play. 
this week. I expect a monster game from Darren Fowler. A a monster game. I just I like feel it. it in my bones. Coursing through my veins. <laughs> okay. I'll take your word for that. Um, yeah, that's I do love it when games are easy like this. And start the Giants defense too. Giants defense, great play against Josh Dobbs. Yeah. Maybe they'll score some points. Who knows? You would think. Not everybody could be the Cowboys. Speaking of the Cowboys, the Cowboys are next. They're our second to last game, and they're home against the New York Jets. Make them make them the last game. But we have Monday. I know. Okay. I know. Fine. Let's do Monday. Let's do Monday because we know we're gonna we know we're gonna spend a little bit of time in the Jets and the Cowboys. Okay. So we have an NFC South rivalry showdown between the Saints and the Panthers in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Let's just run it down. Yep. What do you like from each from each team? Uh Derek Carr is fine in 12 team leagues, of course, in Superflex. He's he, he's a good start. Uh, I expect a bounce back from Jamal Williams. He was pretty pitiful against the Titans, but the Titans run defense is is, is stout. Uh, I expect him to have a better day against the Carolina run defense that just got carved apart for three touchdowns by B. John Robinson and Tyler Ogier. So I would be starting Jamal Williams up as a as a borderline RB2, RB3 sort of play. I'm starting the receivers. I'm starting the receivers. Deep league, uh, Rashid Shahid. I'd start him. Uh, Michael Thomas. I'd start him. I would absolutely start him in a, in a full point PPR as a flex level start. And Chris Olave, my God, he's just a special, special boy. I love him a lot. He's a top 10 receiver. And I'm officially calling him one of my children. Oh, high honors. I've adopted him. I've adopted him. We have, well, we have congratulations. two. We have two. I'm, I'm in Ross St. Brown, Chris Olave. And getting, getting close to that is Garrett Wilson. Getting close to that. Oh. Stop talking I about the Jets makes me see. I know. I know. And and honestly, I Jawan Johnson. I would say Jawan Johnson, he just has that. Is that, one of that, your children? That, that appeal. No, I would say I would say as a potential start, Jawan Johnson. Not oh, one of my children. Okay. No, no, not no. Jawan Johnson's the bodyguard. He 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 he's the bodyguard. <laughs> All right. Uh Garrett Wilson. That catch was throws, so great. He throws people at the club. You always need a bodyguard. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, and and, and you, my body my bodyguard is Jawan Johnson. Great guy. You can never go wrong with a with a nice bouncer. Adam, you just feed you're feeding in perfectly to this. You cannot ever go wrong without a nice bouncer. Yeah. The best. Absolutely. The best. Great guy. The best. So is Jawan Johnson letting Bryce Young into the club? <laughs> Genius. Genius. Uh, no, no. Club shut down. Bryce Young did not bring his ID. No. <laughs> nope. Bryce Young kicked to the curb. Bye-bye. Not allowed in the club. Sit. Bryce Young has like a McLovin ID? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jawan Johnson checked that out and he said, Nope. Not today. Yeah. 
this is bullshit. <laughs> okay, Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson's the man. We love him. Yep, he's great. Great guy. What about Miles Sanders? Um, Didn't really look that great against the Falcons. Um, I would still start him. I, I think if anything else, he's a, he's a volume play. What about the fabled piece of Monday night that you love to talk about? It is a piece of Monday night. It is a piece of Monday night, and I do love me some Monday night. So then, yeah, Adam, you just sold, you sold me on that one. Yeah, start him. <laughs> start him. He's an RB2. He's an RB2 for me. So start him. I know you. You're you're always a little stitious. You're not superstitious. You're I'm just stitious. always a little stitious. I'm stitious. However, yeah. I do. I do. I do find I do get a little little certain way that feeling you know deep down in my soul when it comes to Monday night. <laughs> yep, and now I've you have it twice all day for a Monday night. It's fun. It, it's, Ca- it's carry to song. Sunday night. I do Monday night, even though now Monday night Chris Stapleton does, which is whoever thought of that. Yeah, it, genius. Yep, it's even better than Are you ready for some football? Uh, yeah, White Horse is sick. That's my shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's my shit. And we love Chris Stapleton. That's a great guy. That's a great American. Yep. I mean, he did a great national anthem. Yes, now, he did. Here we are. Yes, he <laughs> did. And that man is now is now doing the theme for Monday Night Football. Mwah. Love you, Chris. Yep. Um, I have no transition for this. But you're not starting any receivers, I don't think. No. For the Carolina Panthers. Nope. Keep still keep a watchful eye out though for Jonathan Mingo. I mean, somebody's got a score on this team. I think it's probably gonna be Hayden Hurst. I think Hayden Hurst is probably gonna be <laughs> gonna be the guy that that honestly gets his gets his shot to 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 do it again. He was the most targeted guy for the Carolina Panthers in, in week one. And I think he probably stands a chance of, of being that guy again. All right. Um, I like the Saints defense in this one. I mean, they just made short yes. work of Ryan Tannehill. And I think that this is another great matchup for them. Uh, yes. Yep. Saints defense is a great start. Okay. Now, last but not least. We have the Jets and the Cowboys at 425. So, Bird. Let's start with the Jets. Oh, Zach. I just have no... As we talked about before, we uh, hit the record button. I don't even know if the Jets are going to score 10 points in this game. Because Zach is just... I don't know. He's... He they're gonna better. they're gonna they're gonna lean on the running backs. I I, I can I definitely see Brees and, and Dalvin Cook getting something like 35 combined carries. To be quite honest, just keep the Cowboys offense off the field, keep the Cowboys defense on it, and just operate this game through the trenches. That's honestly how I how I could see this game just, just going. Well, that's the thing, is that Zach Wilson actually does good, does well off of the play action. So maybe maybe that'll help. Because yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I've seen weirder 
I just watched the Jets Bills Monday Night Football game. I've seen weirder. You're so, not you're not starting Zach Wilson though. No, 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 you're not. You're absolutely not. But but you are starting those two running backs. Brees Hall yeah. looked excellent. I I love it. It's good. Yeah. yeah. He looked so good. That the the thing the thing with him though, like he's got he's got to definitely work on this will come this will come with time. This is not criticism. This is this is just pointing out that towards the end of those monster runs that he had, he just looked gassed. And well, there was the one where the 86 yard run, yeah, where is probably the one that you're thinking of. Yeah, I thought for um, a second he pulled up. I, I I thought for a split second, I thought he pulled up. And I was just like, oh my God, this is not happening. Where you lose Rogers and Brees. But turned out it's just gassed and 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 he was fine. No, he looked great. He looked really, really good. Uh Dalvin looked a little rusty, but I expect, you know, work him up, build him up. Uh he'll be fine. They're, they're both top 24 running backs for me this week. Start them both. Honestly. Yeah. I, I, if you if you have both, start both. And just take yeah. all and- the rushing guards for the New York Jets. Like that's fine. Yeah, I think that Dalvin Cook honestly had some good runs, though. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know what's funny is is that Jake said the same thing to me because I said it to him this morning. I said I said I I don't think that in the first half I don't think Dalvin Cook looked great at all, but in the second half he started to 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 pick it up a little bit, and and Jake said that he thought Dalvin Cook looked 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 all right. So it just came off, you know, I test just graded a bit differently from for you guys that are definitely more uh, jet centric than, than I am. And then me as you know, just kind of the, the, the guy who just, you know, floats around everywhere and looks at itsy bitsy, teeny weeny yellow things. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw, we spent the past two years looking at Michael Carter or the last year, looking at Michael Carter and Ty Johnson being the guys to spell Brees Hall and doubt and having, and, and, and Michael Michael Carter. Bam. Oh, and Bam, of course. Well, Bam, Bam only came Bam came on the scene after Brees Hall was injured. Fair. So Fair. it doesn't count. But Bam. But um, you know, it's definitely a bit of a difference seeing seeing Brees Hall on the sideline and actually having a competent running back in the backfield. Yeah. No offense to Michael Carter. No, because no, he's just like a guy that, you know, the second the priest comes off, you still can expect something nice to be coming coming onto the field. And that's what I wish the Cowboys had a little bit with Tony Pollard. Was, you know, you had you had that guy that when Tony Pollard comes off the field, it's not just, you know, a complete drop off going to Rico Dowdle. That, you know, if there was, say, a Leonard Fournette there. Like I still think that combo yeah. would just be would just be so good. But well, it could still I, don't know if I, I don't know if I really want to just tempt that to, to Mike McCarthy, to be honest. I think I'm good with just Rico Daddle and Deuce Vaughn getting there like eight, nine touches a game and just letting Tony Pollard just be the, the guy. Because fantasy is great. Yeah. Um, And then Garrett Wilson is the only receiver of consequence to really start here. Yeah, deep league, deep leagues, I think you, you can kind of consider Alan Lazard, but we're talking like deep, deep, deep 12, 14 team leagues. Uh, Garrett Wilson, he's a mid-range wide receiver too for me. So you could start him, but there's really no place for Garrett Wilson to go, which like which 
I think it's just with anybody gets that goes up against the Cowboys. It's all right. Well, you're gonna line up on one one side of the field. All right, you line up against Diggs. Oh shit! I don't really don't, I don't really want Garrett Wilson lining up against Trayvon Diggs. I'll move him to the other side. Oh shit! I'm going. He's going to get the future Hall of Famer and Stephon Gilmore. Uh, great. It's gonna be fun. I love it. I, I honestly, I love it. I'm happy this game's not in prime time. Oh, me too. God, me too. I would hate it. Me too. I'm happy this game that I just, you know, have it on, you know, if, no, they have, have the game on, on locally. So if I want to watch it locally, uh, I'll watch it locally. And then if, if I decide that, you know what, we're just going to go back to red zone and just kind of, you know, flip around then we flip around. Yep. Choices. Uh, that's, what, that's what the world is. The world is just full of choices. America, it, the land of choices. The land of choices. Uh, speaking of which, at, not choices, but Dallas and the Cowboys. Yes. How, what's your opinion on AI Jerry Jones? I think it's the scariest thing ever. I think it's the scariest damn thing ever. AI is taking over the world. What do you think of Palpatine doing a hollow call or whatever? <laughs> Basically doing a <laughs> taking That's much a video better. call. That's much better. Not yeah. Not, not that. Not that. No, no. Not Jerry Jones. No, 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 no. Adam, what would you rather? The world be taken over by aliens or AI? Uh ooh, that's a great question. It's a fantastic question. I'm full of those. Um, hmm. Oh, God. I never even thought about this. For me, aliens. Mm, yeah, probably aliens. Because I could, I could just see I could just see my homie E.T. Be like, yo, E.T., sup? This is what we call fantasy football. Here's how you play. And Yeah, because they could just be – they could be nice. They could, they could not be tyrannical aliens. Yeah, me, me, me and ET, you know, dap give themselves a nice little dap. Sit on, sit on the sofa, watch some Red Zone, see Scott Hansen with his alien friend, give us some Red Zone, and yeah, and and and, and us and the aliens could bond. AI, there's no bonding. No, there is no bonding. No, uh, no, no, no. Apparently, in the promotional video, somebody asked Jerry Jones why AT and T Stadium is called AT and T Stadium. That was one of the that was one of the questions in the promotional video. Yeah, because the cellular mobile company AT and T gave us the most fucking money. If it said something weird like, "Oh well, I when I bought, I'm not going to do the accent, but when I bought AT and T, I felt like I was buying America or something weird, like a piece of that's America." The, that that's 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 just stupid. Yeah, it's what a, stupid. What a terrible response! Oh my god. Uh, all right. You know what? I would go ahead. Go ahead. It's it's about. I would have asked him why did you why do you and Jimmy Johnson hate each other? That's what I would have asked AI Jerry Jones. No, they they're they amended things. Or why did what really did. happens? Did yes, yeah, yeah, because Jerry Jerry inducted uh, Jimmy into the Hall of Fame. That's true. Yes, they're boys. Yep. Bygones are not anyway. bygones, Adam. 
Bygones are now bygones. So finishing up with the Jets here, uh, you're not starting CJ Uzama or Tyler Conklin. No, 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 no. And the Cowboys, I'll let you take this one. Dak high-end QB2. They're better options this week. Tony Pollard, you are absolutely 1,000% starting. CeeDee Lamb, you're absolutely 1,000% starting, but he's going to see a lot of sauce. He might be stuck in the sauce a little bit. Uh, no, it's lo- lost in the sauce. Lost. Oh, sorry. Lost. Lost in the sauce. Uh, 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 lost in the sauce. Lost in the sauce. I apologize. Uh, Brandon Cooks, start. I think this could, be, this could be potentially you know pretty big Brandon Cooks game. I think Michael Gallup we, we see involved, definitely. Um, and Jake Ferguson, still, still a wait and see, but it was nice to see that he was out there getting a ton of targets from – uh, from from Dak. Yeah, it pains me to say it. Although I mean it's Stefan Diggs, but DJ Reed looked pretty vulnerable at the end of Monday night's game when he, he was covering Stefan Diggs. But, yeah, but it was also like you said, yes, it was it was against Stefan Diggs. Now let me let me ask you because I, I think you would have noticed this more than more than I would, because I was just in the second half of that game, I was just completely entranced with trying to figure out more about Aaron Rodgers. But the Jets with their corners, did they did they move around or they just stick to one side? Um, honestly, I wasn't really. I don't know. I okay, kind so of... I'll ask. I'll ask Jake. I'll ask Jake. I yeah. think I think they move around, but I'm I'm not sure. Honestly, God, I was watching that game on and off because I, I was just like, ah, uh, yeah. I was fluctuating that, that's between. Fair. That's fair. Oh, I'm so excited to ah uh, fuck this to oh I'm so excited back again so i don't blame you yeah honestly i don't blame you i think that would be very very similar with my reaction if uh i just watched my hopes and dreams just go up in flames well i'm sure that's what happened when dak had his injury and when tony romo had one of his injuries many many times yeah yeah nice to see nice to see uh jets fans feeling my sympathy yeah. Anyway, um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, uh, Joe Buck had a great call in that game, though. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Joe Buck and is also good. Joe Buck is very good, just very annoying. I don't know. I feel like he gets he gets too much hate now. He, he was, does. No, he's he gotten does. a lot better. I, I he's really grown on me as a broadcaster. For sure. For sure. I, I can't. I don't hate him like I once did. I really hated him at one point. But now, I, I think it also just comes down to the fact of, you know, who else we have in primetime spots. And I really just despise everybody else in primetime spots. Like Jim Nance. Jim Nance, when he was calling the uh, the the Eagles-Patriots game, he just sounded so disinterested. And he just did not want to be there. I don't know. Tony Romo is one of those guys where I'm like, God, shut up sometimes i love the man he's so great he no he turned into like a cheerleader he turned into every other broadcaster when he, he first started so. i, I when don't he first when he first started i was like this is great this is the kind of analysis that you want from somebody as an analyst who is a titled analyst who is analyzing the game who is really giving you like the inside behind the curtain look, but then he's just like, "Oh, Josh Allen is my is the best person who ever lived," and yada yada yada. He's the alien, Mister well, January. He's right. 
Well, he's right. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, Shh, like, get out of here. Literally. Just forget it. Love Tony. He's such a great guy. He really, he really is. All right. I think that's, it. I think that's enough for that's the first half. Yes. Yes, for the first half. Have fun with Jake. Thank you. Thank you. It'll be a great time. It'll be a great time. Won't be as pleasant, I'm sure. I'm sure Jake will have a lot more uh, colorful colorful thoughts with murder on the mind. Well, you can't change it. You can't change what's already happened. So no, you, you just got to deal with what's going to with the future. So. Exactly. Exactly right. Anyway, um, thank you for listening to this episode of the Mason Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcast. For my co-host, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.